Welcome back. It's really early in 2022, and Alec Baldwin's already speaking out about the Rush shooting again in an ill-advised, in my opinion, Instagram video. We are going to go through a little bit of the context to this video, some of my thoughts on his other videos now that I've had more time to kind of sit with them, and the things that were said in this video and why they matter. Alec Baldwin says reports that he's not cooperating with the search warrants that have been issued for his cell phone are lies, and then he says he's not cooperating. So my question in all of this is, who is really lying here? Alec, because I feel like it's not the Los Angeles Times, just saying. Or, you know, the DA's office in Santa Fe who said you haven't turned over the phone yet, or, or the sheriffs in Santa Fe that also said that you haven't turned over your phone yet. So reports that you haven't turned over your phone yet aren't lies. They're, in fact, accurate reporting because you haven't turned over your phone yet. But it's interesting to watch you continue to spin this case. And that's what we're breaking down today in The Emily Show. There are multiple other episodes that I have covered, both the Rust shooting, the civil lawsuits with regard to the Rust shooting that have been filed, the Alec Baldwin interview with George Stephanopoulos, and the search warrant that was issued. So we're going to do a brief road so far on all of that and then get into this latest Instagram video, including Yes, Alec Baldwin's Instagram video. So those of you that are on the YouTubes will get to see it. Those of you that are on the podcast will get to hear it. I'll tell you what's going on for those of you that listen on audio only. And if you want to hear my deeper thoughts on it, that's on the I Have Thoughts podcast, which is for our members only over at lawnardsunite.com to join the members only community. And that is where the I Have Thoughts podcast lives, which is behind the scenes, my thoughts, breakdowns, reactions, things like that. So. Without further ado, we need to just get into today's episode. We need we need to get into it right now. I have so I have so much to say. Hey there, welcome to the Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years. I'm a former prosecutor, and I'm a big fan of the cursey words. So let's break it down. A quick road so far of the Rust tragedy that took the life of Helena Hutchins and injured Joel Souza. Joel Souza was the director on the film. Helena Hutchins was the cinematographer. And Alec Baldwin was one of the producers as well as the lead actor in this film. That shooting occurred on set on October 21st, 2021. On October 30th, 2021, Alec Baldwin gave that ill-advised roadside interview uh, with Black Grid Paparazzi Group. He said in the beginning of that, and I've played clips of that in other content if you want to go watch it. It's also on the internet. He said, I can't talk about this investigation. It's an open, ongoing investigation. And then proceeds for like 10 minutes to talk about the investigation, saying things like, she was my friend. She was my friend that roadside interview. That was belied a bit on the December 2nd, 2021 interview on ABC with George Stephanopoulos, where he discloses that he had really just met Helena Hutchins when she worked on this project. They did not have a history together other than when he came into town a few days prior to the shooting and went to dinner with her and the director, Joel Souza, and had gotten to know her as a colleague. I covered that interview 
um, in an episode of The Emily Show that's up on both YouTube and the podcast, you can also hit the link down below and that will be there for you. On December 3rd, after that ABC interview, the district attorney in Santa Fe seemingly responded to the interview, especially the part where Alec Baldwin says he didn't think he would be charged and words of that effect. The DA said, quote, everyone involved in the handling and use of firearms on the set had a duty to behave in a manner such that the safety of others was protected. And it appears that certain actions and inactions contributed to this outcome, which is what the civil lawsuits are alleging as well. The district attorney on December 3rd also said, I have not made a decision to charge or not charge any individuals involved in the shooting that resulted in the death of Helena Hutchins and injury of Joel Souza. I think that this was in direct response to the fact that Alec Baldwin said he thought that he wouldn't be charged. Now, Deadline.com also reported that they had sources related to and connected to law enforcement that said that they interviewed Alec Baldwin immediately after the shooting and the actor had been asked not to comment on the shooting beyond condolences as the police investigation continues. They also go on to say that law enforcement in Santa Fe, per their sources, is frustrated with Baldwin's continuing to speak out. I'm sure they're going to be thrilled about this latest Instagram video, but it's interesting to hear What law enforcement says is that they told him not to talk about it. And what he said in that roadside interview on um, October 30th, you know, less than 10 days after Helena Hutchins was shot and killed, he said, I can't talk about it. I've been asked not to talk about it. It's an ongoing investigation. So in Alec Baldwin's own words. I've been ordered by the sheriff's department in Santa Fe. I can't answer any questions about the investigation. I can't. I can't answer any questions. I've been ordered not to answer any questions. And then he goes on to talk about it, goes on to give an interview with George Stephanopoulos and goes on to issue this statement via Instagram, which isn't, I mean, issue a statement. I guess anything he says at this point is a statement, isn't it? But I'm not surprised that law enforcement is frustrated. Finishing up our timeline, on December 16th, 2021, a search warrant was issued for Alec Baldwin's phone. There was also a search warrant issued for the prop house that issued the gun to the set or provided the gun to the set and the ammo to the set. But for our purposes today, we're just talking about the search warrant that was issued for Alec Baldwin's phone. I covered that um, on an episode here as well. That search warrant is out of New Mexico. The interesting part about that search warrant that we really do need to talk about is in that search warrant, it makes clear, and I'm just going to pull this up for those of you watching, the search warrant makes clear that the detectives asked for Alec's phone from him. And the search warrant says in the affidavit, Affiant being the detective who's writing the search warrant, Affiant requested Alec's phone from him as well as his attorney, his being Alec's attorney, and was instructed to acquire a warrant. Alec Baldwin has conducted Uh, contacted Affiant numerous times through phone calls and text messages using the number listed. But it sounds like the police requested the phone from Alec and through his attorneys, and they said, get a search warrant, which 
there's nothing wrong with saying, get a search warrant, like have a search warrant. Let us see what you're seeking on the phone. Let us know. So they got a search warrant and it seems based on reports that Alec has not cooperated with that search warrant, even though he says that those are lies. I disagree with what he construes as a lie. And I can't wait to hear what you think about that as we continue to go through this. So from December 16th through now, it was unclear whether the phone was in the possession of police or not. I would have assumed once the search warrant was made public that, you know, his attorneys would have said, okay, you have a search warrant. We've seen the search warrant. We will turn over his phone because you can always argue the scope of the search warrant. Later, you can argue that the search warrant was too broad later. You can argue these things before the evidence can ever come in before a jury, but this is for the purposes of investigation. Well, on January 7th, 2022, the LA Times and other outlets reported on a statement made by both the district attorney in Santa Fe and the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office. On January 6th, the district attorney in Santa Fe said that the District Attorney's Office and the sheriffs are, quote, actively working with Suffolk County, New York Sheriff's Department. We know Alec Baldwin does have a home in Suffolk County. And so they said they were actively working with Suffolk County, New York Sheriff's Department and Mr. Baldwin's lawyer, lawyers within judicial constraints to obtain any materials from Mr. Baldwin's phone that pertain to the rest investigation. That means they don't have it yet. And then on January 7th, the Santa Fe Sheriff's spokesperson, uh, Juan Rios, through a press release, said that the sheriff's office does not have physical possession of the phone. The phone is in New York with Mr. Baldwin. So the phone that was requested via a search warrant that has been issued by a court and signed has not been turned over. What was noted in this LA Times article that I found interesting was that both Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, the armorer, and... Uh, Dave Hall's, the AD on Rust, have turned over their cell phones voluntarily to law enforcement. Now, Baldwin reacts on January 7th in a very strange Instagram video because the beginning of the video has no context for those that don't follow him closely. So we're going to have to back up to a January 2nd video and when I looked on Instagram, it said that the video was uploaded a week ago, a week from today when I was looking this up, because today's podcast was going to be on a different topic. And then all of this happened and I'm like, shift gears. But Alec Baldwin has this beginning of a video about a Splenda packet. And I needed to understand the context about the Splenda packet. And that context comes through a January 2nd video, though in that video, he says it's New Year's Day. So it could have been recorded on New Year's Day and uploaded on January 2nd. The the week ago could be a vague week. It could be like, eh, it's a week-ish on Instagram. I'm not sure. So that video is either from the first or the second of January, 2022. And I realized that it's helpful as we go back <laughs> through this podcast to actually include the full date um, for anyone watching, you know, in the future to look back at the timeline of these things. I just wonder if at some point we're going to be looking back at this Rust investigation going, why were investigators giving so much space and leeway and deference to Alec Baldwin. And the thing that comes up in my mind, and not to conflate the actions of the two, but the investigation of OJ Simpson comes up in my mind. He was 
famous. The investigators initially seemed a little bit enamored of him and gave him quite a lot of leeway in that investigation. And I just wonder if that's happening in the Baldwin investigation here too. They're giving him a lot of consideration and leeway because he is a wealthy and powerful celebrity. I can't imagine that they would be you know, working so diligently with somebody else and the police wouldn't have just knocked on their door and been like, look, Santa Fe issued a warrant, give us your phone. Though that is a Santa Fe warrant, it does need jurisdiction in New York. So I'm not saying Baldwin is wrong. I'm saying his statements are inaccurate as he continues to recharacterize what happened. I am not faulting him for going through legal process and saying, no, jump through all the hoops. It's interesting, though, if they said go get a warrant and a warrant was obtained, that they are like, no, naturalize that warrant. We're going to perhaps make objections to that warrant. We're going to perhaps seek um, other remedies on this warrant, which is what it sounds like from his video. So I, I have issue with that. I don't have issue with the process of somebody protecting their legal rights or saying, you know, this warrant or this request is overbroad. I have no issue with that. That is, you know, if you want to follow proper process, fine, but then don't say you're cooperating when you haven't done it yet. That's not cooperating. That's following process, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We need to understand the Splenda Packet story before we understand the Instagram video that I'm going to be breaking down for the rest of today's episode. But before we do that, we have one more sponsor to thank today because inevitably every time I talk about Baldwin, we end up, you know, we end up needing our sponsors and we appreciate them letting us remain independent media who can say what needs to be said and parse the facts from the fuckery. So, Thank you. Before we get into it anymore, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Manscaped. And though the name is Manscaped, Manscaped isn't just for men. Manscaped has some incredible tools for all of your below-the-belt grooming needs that I love using as well. Why? Because it's easy. Because I've been married for 20 years and because when we can share the same things in the shower, it makes life so good. And, you know, it's the new year. If you haven't thought about taking your personal grooming to the next level, maybe now's the time to make 2022 a sexy new year for you. The Manscaped tools for his jewels are so good you'll want them yourself. And that's true because I do. <laughs> and it's not just the lawnmower 4 that is good for your bikini line, also for the boys, but it's they have a nose hair trimmer that is fantastic. Look, it's fantastic. And their body wash smells wonderful. My teen is using it and I am so thankful that he has found a body wash that he likes because, you know, teens need those regular showers. So products literally for the whole family and I am here for it. If you are ready to try Manscaped and take your self-care, self-grooming to the next level for that one shower day where you do all the hair removal, ladies, you know what I'm talking about, the one day and it's like, we're doing it all today. Try adding the lawnmower four into your routine. You will not be sorry. And with our exclusive offer, you can get 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Go to manscaped.com, use code lawnerd for 20% off and free shipping. Yes, you heard that right. New year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped, 20% off with code lawnerd, or you can go and get it 
in the description box down below. I am excited for your sexy new year. We should get back to what we're talking about. So this is from Alex's Instagram uh, feed. So if you go to his Instagram, this video is still up on there. I was at a coffee shop here on Long Island and uh, having lunch with a friend of mine and uh, a young woman, you know, like a senior in high school or maybe she was in college, I couldn't really tell. She walked by with a guy. She was with a guy her age and he, and she handed me a packet of Splenda. And in along the perimeter of the package where there was uh, a, a modest amount of space to write on, she wrote me a note on both sides of the package. And um, it was all, you know, so many people care about you or something. You know what I mean? It was like really very, very kind and very thoughtful and very just, just really so amazing that she handed me this Splenda packet. And I was like, oh, thank you. And she left and I, she was on her way out when she gave it to me. And I was sitting there and uh, I, I took it home and I, I, I was going to photograph and I was going to screenshot it uh, on both sides. She wrote on both sides of the package. I was going to screenshot it. And then I lost it. I had it in one of my pockets. I'm so overwhelmed. I wonder if I put it somewhere to make it safe. And I don't remember where uh, I searched for it yesterday. It's interesting to me that he says he's so overwhelmed trying to figure it out. But he does say he took it home and try to put it or thought he was going to put it somewhere safe. So this is the background for the beginning of the January 7th, 2022 video, but I'm going to let him finish out this story. It's just interesting that he said he's so overwhelmed. Uh, visually, he doesn't look so overwhelmed as he's telling this story. He looks fairly calm and collected with, you know, a cut on his nose. He later in the video talks about his kids bumping into him with something. He has what, six kids at home. So, I mean, Kid stuff happens, no judgment there. But it's interesting the story he's telling. He does, I think he genuinely seems touched um, by this gesture, and we will we will continue on with this. I was obsessed with finding this. I'm still obsessed with finding it because I want to screenshot it. I doubt a packet like that's gonna last um very long, but um uh if you are the young woman that gave me the Splenda packet at uh, John Pappas uh, the other day. Then send me a message here because I'm very grateful to you. That was so lovely. And I that meant so much to me. It meant a lot to me. And I don't doubt that it did mean a lot to him. But that is the context we need for this video where he talks again about the Splenda packet and then talks about the search warrant, which is the part that I am critical of. I'm not critical of the Splenda packet. I will tell you that I am deeply and tremendously touched by the things that the law nerds send to me. And I am in no way, you know, a Baldwin level individual at all. I am a YouTube creator and a podcaster and a nerd and a mom, but it is, it's deeply, deeply touching when people take a minute to share with you or share how your content affects you. So I'm not cynical enough to think that 
this isn't genuine. I really do think it's genuine. Maybe the reason he's sharing the story is because he genuinely felt bad losing it. Maybe the reason he's sharing the story is to remind the public that he is not a monster because he has been receiving so much criticism. Maybe it's because he's just genuinely touched and this was what's on his mind. I'm not a behavioral expert. By the way, if you guys want a behavioral expert, I watch Observe and Logan from Observe. I'll link his videos below too. He's been breaking this down as well. I think he does a tremendous job. He is an extremely conscientious and intelligent content creator, and I really do enjoy watching his videos. But he broke down in an epic, like hour and a half long video, Alec Baldwin's ABC interview. And I thought it was tremendous. He also broke down the roadside interview, and I'm sure that he will cover this one. Um, and, and we'll probably never hear me talking about this, but please cover this one, Logan, if you, if you see this, um, because your coverage is just absolutely tremendous. So if you're interested in someone who does behavior analysis and want to see that, me, I'm just going off of my experience as a lawyer, my experience questioning people in court, and my own life experience. So let's get into the next video. When I went to my friend's house, my friend David's house this morning, he came out with his daughter, uh, who's dear friends with my daughter, Carmen, and uh, he had a very unusual <laughs> countenance to him. And he and his daughter proceeded to tell me a story that their neighbor who lives two doors down from them went to a store, like a takeout food place, uh, Organic Crush, um, uh, out east here. And uh, the woman who's their neighbor, she found this. And he holds up a Splenda packet with writing on it. What's interesting is he covers his face the same way he did in the ABC interview with his kind of hand covering his eyes. But in this case, he's laughing, making uh, making that face covering. But he covers his face and starts to laugh. But it's a Splenda packet, for those listening on the audio, with writing around the outside. It's a, a yellow Splenda packet, and the Splenda lettering is in uh the red, white, and blue with the stars. So it looks like the American flag and, and starts to laugh. She found the Splenda packet. She found the Splenda packet. You are 100% true. Thanks for the laughs. Good sir. Cheers to a new year. Love you. It's. <clears throat> and he holds it up again. The Splenda packet. There we go. Does this mean 2022 is going to be a good year? Wouldn't that be nice? Um, anyway, that is nothing short of a miracle. I'm going to find out his neighbor's name and I'm going to send her a gift. I mean, can you believe something as silly as this has that much value? Putting it in pockets now, like I'll never lose it again. Putting it in pockets now, though, by all accounts, it was in pockets before. I I have so many questions. Like, did he go to Organic Crush? Like, has he been there before? Did it fall out of his pocket when he paid for something? Like, there's more to the story that I want to know. But I love kind of the circumstance of the whole thing. And I don't know. Did the neighbor find it? Or did the owner say, hey, I know you are friends of a friend. 
or did they see it on the ground? Like, I have so many questions about how this all went down, but that's besides the point because you hear and you can see his demeanor as kind of light and, and jovial and like, Hey, isn't this a nice little moment? And then on a dime, as he shifts topics, his voice shifts, his face shifts, and the way he talks about this shifts. But anyway, um, oh my God. Hands over the face. That's amazing. That's a miracle. Uh, One other quick note. Any suggestion that I am not... One other quick note, and what I'm going to do is play through a lot of this so you can hear it, and then I'm going to go back and talk about the different points in it because I know how hard it is to get a, I've watched this numerous times, but I know how hard it is to get a feel for the flow of what he says when I continually interrupt. Sometimes I can't help myself, but that cadence shift you know, what a miracle, and then directly into any suggestion. So let us go through the cadence shift, and I will try to sit on my hands as we go through this interview and then go back through and break down certain parts of it. Yes, I will stop during parts to give commentary because, again, this is uh, giving commentary on this video, again, from Alec Baldwin's Instagram. So listen to this shift. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That's a miracle. Uh, One other quick note, any suggestion that I am not complying with requests or orders or demands or search warrants about my phone, that's bullshit. That's a lie. This is a process where one state makes the request of another state. Someone from another state, from another state can't come to you and say, give me your phone. Give me this. Give me that. They can't do that. They've got to go through the state you live in. That is a process that takes time. They have to specify what exactly they want. You can't just go through your phone and take... You know, your your photos or your love letters to your wife or what have you. I I really don't uh, know. But, but of course, we are uh, 1,000% going to comply with all that. We're, uh, you know, perfectly fine with that. We are 1,000% going to comply. But... Didn't you just say that reports that you hadn't complied are bullshit because you just said we're going to comply? Well, going to means you haven't done it yet. So, yes, it's a process, but there is a valid search warrant issued in the state of New Mexico. Your lawyers and you told the detective if you would like our phone, go get a search warrant. They got a search warrant. And now you could give them your phone under that search warrant, or your lawyers could say to them, no, you need a search warrant that can be executed in the state of New York. So then the Santa Fe Sheriff's Department will need to work with New York law enforcement. New York law enforcement will need to go to court, naturalize the search warrant so it can be executed in New York so they can come on to his door and knock on it and be like, we have a warrant for your phone. Can we have it now? But yes, it's a process that takes time, but also the search warrant does particularly say, and I've covered the search warrant, so I know what they are searching for. It's funny he brought up photos. I brought up photos too on that live stream. And some of you were like, Emily, you've got on a tangent about photos. Yes, I did. But 
the two statements don't make any sense together because he said any reports that I haven't complied are bullshit. Well, the reports that you haven't complied are from the Santa Fe Sheriff's Department spokesperson, the district attorney in Santa Fe through the LA Times and other media outlets. So those reports aren't bullshit. You just said we are going to comply. You haven't complied yet. Therefore, reports that you haven't complied yet are in fact accurate. Let's continue on with this statement. Emily, I'm going to let it play. Also, Emily, I'm going to interrupt because I'm angry. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to let uh, segments play through. I should have said I should have said segments. I should have caveated it because I just can't. I'm an interrupter in person too. It's just, I think it's an ADHD trait. Maybe it's just a me trait, but interrupting is a, is a, it's a, it's a thing. It just, it's a thing. And, uh, but the, um, uh, um, as I always say, consider the source, you know, the people that tell you that, you know, Sidney Poitier died. He's on the cover of the daily news and the cover of the post has something else. Sidney Poitier, one of the, one of the, one of the icons of this business, one of the kings, movie royalty dies. And on the cover of the post, they have other lies and bullshit and nonsense. Um, the best way, the only way we can honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. That's what I'm working toward, insisting on, demanding um, that the organizations involved in this investigation uh, do everything in their power, everything in their power to find out what really happened. Everything in their power, like issuing a search warrant for your phone, perhaps like that. Everything in their power, like legally obtaining a search warrant for your phone, because they believe there are conversations in your phone that would help with their investigation. So if you want to help with their investigation, turn over your phone. They have a valid search warrant or you and your lawyers can continue making them jump through hoops and getting the search warrant executed in New York, which they will do. And then they will obtain your phone. And then you could object to the scope of the search warrant say that you think the search warrant's overbroad. I think they should execute the search warrant first, conduct the search, and then they can argue over what evidence can be used later. But if you want everything done in their power, then cooperate without the hoop jumping, because you can. We know that both Hannah Gutierrez-Reed and Dave Halls just gave law enforcement their phone and their attorneys, I'm sure, consulted with them before they chose to do that. I'm not telling everyone just hand law enforcement your phone and be like, I've at you. That is not what I am saying at all. But what I'm saying is your attorney and you, Alec Baldwin, told the detectives in Santa Fe to just go get a search warrant and you would cooperate. They went and got a search warrant. That search warrant was signed on December 16th. This was filmed on January 7th and you still haven't turned over your phone. So are you doing everything in your power? Because I think so far, that's the only statement that's bullshit. It's all that matters. The best way to honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. That help. And, um... Any suggestion that we're not complying, myself and uh, any lawyers I'm working with or what have you, is a lie. It's a lie. We're going to, as soon as we go through this process, then by all means, we will comply. As soon as we go through this process, we'll comply. The process is the process of making sure that law enforcement has gone through all the hoops. That's 
not to say that that they can't do that. They can, but also having law enforcement, you know, naturalize the search warrant in New York is is not you complying. You haven't complied yet. The search warrant was signed December 16th. So that statement's not bullshit. That statement's accurate. And that statement comes from, again, the sheriffs and the district attorney. But okay, go off, Alec Baldwin. Go off. You go. But I don't detect any lies from the reporting. But, um, <clears throat> but I have no worries pocket. about that. I have no worries about that. That's all going to work itself out, regardless of what they say on these right-wing rag sheets and people who are all about hate. Um, but setting aside all the, the hate, setting aside all the January 6th of it all. And then he holds this on the back of the camera. I have no idea why he's referring to the Santa Fe Sheriff's Department spokesperson, the DA in Santa Fe, the Los Angeles Time and other publications as people focused on hate as right wing rag sheets. I, I don't think that the LA Times has a significant right leaning bias. I mean, have, have I gone crazy? Because I don't see that from the LA Times at all. And I don't think saying that the Santa Fe Sheriff's Department said the Sheriff's Office does not have physical possession of the phone. The phone is in New York with Mr. Baldwin. It, that either that's true or that's not true. And Alec Baldwin says we're going to comply. Therefore, the statements are true that they don't have the phone yet because you couch that you haven't complied yet because we're going to comply once we go through the process. We're going to parse this out just a little bit more and I'm going to stop a little bit more frequently and probably repeat myself a little bit because he says that all of the statements that he's not complying are lies. Then he says that they have, in fact, not complied with the search warrant and are waiting for the process to finish, the process of his lawyers going back and forth with law enforcement in Santa Fe. Then it goes to the death of Sidney Portier, which is a loss to everyone. But is this the time and place to bring it up? Or are you trying to change the subject so people don't realize you're lying in your Instagram video? Or is it just a stream of consciousness? You let me know what you think down below. And then he talks about the January 6th of it all. And I don't even understand what he's trying to imply because the statements that he's not complying with law enforcement aren't predicated on speculation. They're not predicated out of thin air. They are literally from the statements of those involved in the investigation. So if anyone's lying in all of this, it's it's Alec Baldwin by saying Alec Baldwin's calling statements that he hasn't complied lies when in fact he hasn't complied. So calling those statements lies is in fact, you know, lying. So let's let's just go a little more tit for tat on this. So now back to back to the beginning so I can kind of point out the exact statements and, and parse them down as, as, as we hear them from Alex's own words from his Instagram account. Um, we're back to right as he transitions into talking about the Splenda packet, into talking about this. 
The quick note, any suggestion that I am not complying with requests or orders or demands or search warrants about my phone, that's bullshit. Oof. You're so angry, Alec Baldwin. You're so angry. It's a lie. This is a process where one state makes the request of another state. Someone from another state, from another state, can't come to you and say, give me your phone. Give me this. Give me that. They can't do that. They've got to go through the state you live in. That is a process that takes time. They have to specify what exactly they want. You can't just go through your phone and take, you know, your uh, your photos or your love letters to your wife or what have you. I, I really don't uh, know. But, <clears throat> but of course, we are 1,000% uh, uh, going to comply with all. Going to comply. So statements that you haven't complied aren't lies. Well, that were, uh, you know, perfectly fine with that. And uh, there was a lot of exposition before he said, we're perfectly fine with that. He said, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, we're perfectly fine with that. You're not perfectly fine with that. If you were perfectly fine with that, you would have turned over your phone on the other valid search warrant. Because even though it can't be executed in your state, you could comply. You could choose to give them your phone under a validly issued search warrant in another state that you were in, but you are not currently in instead of arguing over the jurisdiction of the warrant. You could choose to do that. that. That's a choice that you could make. You're choosing not to with your legal team. And you have the legal right to do it, but you can't then turn around and say that statements that you haven't complied are lies. You can't have it both ways. You can enforce your legal rights and you can force the government to go through every single step properly. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but then you can't call reports that you're not complying lies because they're not lies. But the, um, uh, um, as I always say, consider the source, you know, the people that tell you that. The LA Times. You know. Sheriff. Sidney Poitier died. The district attorney. He's on the cover of the Daily News. We're just going to distract, deflect, and distract and deflect. But now I'm desperate to know what was on the cover of the New York Post. Because I don't know what was on the cover of the New York Post on the 7th, but okay, it is a loss that Sidney Poitier died. It absolutely is. A human that was more graceful and elegant and self-possessed than most could hope for, you know. But is that relevant to you calling everyone a liar? What is the line from Taylor Swift? The liars are calling me one. Hold on. I have to know. I have to know. That's going to be our quote for today's show that we haven't done in a while because I kept forgetting because the topics were so heavy, but that's going to be today's quote. I had to go look at the exact quote because I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but it is. It's Taylor Swift from Call It What You Want. All the liars are calling me one. I feel like that's where we're at with Alec Baldwin. It's like Alec Baldwin is the liar calling the media liars. Not that they aren't sometimes. But in this case, they're not, the media is not wrong. And the cover of the Post has something else. Sidney Poitier, one of, the, one, of the, one of the icons of this business, one of the kings, movie royalty dies. And on the cover of the Post, they have other lies and bullshit and nonsense. Um, the best way, the only way we can honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. That's what I'm working toward, insisting on, demanding. If you're working towards it, insisting on it and demanding it, um, 
I don't know, maybe cooperate with law enforcement. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Or don't call the reports that you're not lies and just shut the fuck up and don't continue to give comment on this investigation. I mean, there are two ways to go with that. Um, that the organizations involved in this investigation uh, do everything in their power, everything in their power. He wants to make sure that the organizations involved in the investigation do everything in their power. That includes issuing search warrants for you and your phone, maybe. Find out what really happened. That's all that matters. Well, if that's all that matters, what could you do in this situation, Alec Baldwin? I don't know. I don't know. I can think of a few things. The best way to honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. Okay. And, um, I'll do that. Any suggestion that we're not complying myself and uh, any lawyers I'm working with or what have you is a lie. But you haven't complied yet. So it's not a lie. It's a lie. We're going to, as soon as we go through this process, then by all means, we will comply. We're going to. We're going to, as soon as we go through this process, then we're going to comply. As soon as we go through the process of challenging the search warrant because, or not adhering to the search warrant because it's not naturalized in your state. So short of that. But the thing is, in the original search warrant, you and your lawyers told them, just get a warrant and we will comply. Well, you, they got a warrant and you still haven't complied. So I'm not inclined to believe that you're not going to continue to fight this process. And again, that is your legal right to do. But don't try to spin the fucking narrative that you're complying because you're not complying. You're challenging it. And you legally are right. You, I, I can't. I'm not giving legal opinion or advice. You're legally allowed to do so. So you can't have it both ways. You can't spin the narrative that you're cooperating while you're not cooperating. You're allowed to challenge. Just don't say that you're not. I think that's what bothers me the most. But, um, <clears throat> but. And then he pulls out the. I have no worries again. about that. I have no worries about that. He has no worries about that. Well, I'm glad you have no worries about that because your lawyers are dealing with it. And that's what lawyers are for. Lawyers are there to deal with the stuff. But the infuriating part is why even comment on it then? The truth is that you haven't cooperated. They got a search warrant. They don't have your phone yet. It's been since, it's going to be a month here pretty quick. Okay, it's going to be a month. You haven't complied. You're asking them to naturalize it in New York. And then it sounds like from his statements, he's like, they just can't ask for your photos or your love letters to your wife or whatever, that they're also going to challenge how broad the search warrant is. And you can go through, the search warrant video where I go line by line at what they're requesting and, and look at the broadness of the search warrant. It's not, it's, it's not super narrow. <laughs> it's a fairly broad search warrant, but it's in relation to the investigation. It's not every photo on the phone. And it's just the spin on this is interesting. And then the media picked it up and said, Alec Baldwin says he's complying. Well, that's not what he said. He said the reports that he's not complying are lies and that they're kind of maybe going to kind of going to totally fully intend to comply down the road. So he says all of the reports that he hasn't complied are lies, but that he hasn't complied yet and that there's a process. And once the process is done, then, yeah, they totally fully intend to comply 
and have no problem with that. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on these latest statements about the Rust investigation from Alec Baldwin. I wish he would have just stuck to the Splenda story and said nothing else because the most accurate advice he can take is his own because it seems to me that maybe Alec Baldwin only wants to listen to Alec Baldwin. And so Alec Baldwin, please listen to Alec Baldwin. The one on October 30th that said it's an ongoing investigation and I can't say anything about it. Maybe just stick with that or don't because, hey, you know, it's content and and we love that. So thank you for giving the legal commentary and the legal analysis community um, plenty to talk about because this is a veritable how to not to when you are in the middle of an investigation with regard to the death of an individual by a gun that was in your hand. Maybe just, maybe just not, maybe just not talking anymore. I really hope that we don't look back at this investigation and go, why did they give him so much grace? And why did they give him so much leeway? And why did they give him so much space? I hope that we're not proven wrong, that there is more to this than a tragic accident on set. But the behavior of Alec Baldwin uh, leaves me with quite a lot of questions, and I bet it leaves you with a lot of questions too. I would love to hear what those are. Leave them either on the Lawnard community where we talk about this, lawnardsunite.com. We can chat about it in our members-only live stream coming up, or, or you can leave them in the comments below. Thank you so much for your support of the Emily Show podcast and the YouTube channel. Thank you for the support of the facts and not the fuckery. And most of all, thank you for being a law nerd. It's time to say goodbye. So raise a glass. Today it's water for me. And, you know, may you be hydrated. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your Wi-Fi be strong. May your families be well. And may the odds be ever in your favor. I will talk to you in the next one, friend. Bye.